Hello world and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month, my very special guest is It's Rocket Sauce, a.k.a. Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Terrific, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. We had you back on way back in the olden days of CC Portable, episode two, I believe it was, for Tetris, Tetris. DS. Yep. That's right. That's right. So welcome back. Good to have you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. How you know? Speaking of, how are things over in uh, CC Prime? You're you're like the new. What are you, player one or player two? Which one's which? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I guess I will say I am player one for the fact that Musty directs the show more, where he leads the way, and that I feel that was uh, I feel that was P 2s job with with that part. So, so I'll you're say the. I'll think, you, I'm the you, Sean of, of the show. You're the so. Sean. You're the P1. All right. Do you think yeah. Musty would agree with you on that? I think so. I think so. So <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Things are going good over there in the CC Prime world. Oh yeah, we have our, our for, you know this whole season's laid out, and I think we're almost ready also to start diving into potentially the next season too. So Ooh. going strong for this first full season of being me and Musty leading the way with Prime. It's been a lot of fun. You guys getting a lot of good reactions from it. I think so. Uh, I, I like the little changes we've made, too. So try to get a little bit more participation in the show. And I, I think we're having a really good time with it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You guys are playing Catherine this month, correct? That's right. And that was that was a doozy. We record this one uh, tomorrow. Uh, so and it is available for all Patreons, which probably this part probably won't matter so much anymore. But if you're a Patreon for the cartridge club we will be doing the live stream and everyone who's a patreon can tune into the live taping of the show and be in the chat and participating with the show you hear that folks jump in your time machine go back to when they recorded the podcast and watch it live as they recorded if you're a, a patreon pa patreon 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 yeah, yeah patreon. Patreon. what do you call it? a patreon patron, patron a pa right what, yeah like a patron a patron, yeah. A Patreon patron. There you go. Say that yep. five times fast. <laughs> well, uh, without further ado, why don't we jump into the game of the month. For this month's CC Portable game, we played Kid Icarus Uprising for the Nintendo 3DS. A good game for the month of February, mainly because Pit kind of looks like a Cupid. Cupid, February, Valentine's Day. You see where I'm coming from here. Well, this game was originally released in North America on March 23rd, 2012, the third installment of the Kid Icarus franchise, and the first game to be released since Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters for the Game Boy way back in 1991. Pretty long gap between releases of games. Have you, Ryan, have you ever played the original any either of the two original uh, Kid Icarus games for NES or Game Boy? I have. Uh, I've played them both, and I can't get very far in the first game, especially. Uh, it's kind of um, a bucket list for me to do because I, I see it as a, a, a Nintendo classic, and I, it's something I would like to check off the list. Um, I got a little bit further with the Game Boy one. Uh, I acquired that one more recently, so um, within probably the last year or two. And it, I found at least the first level or two to be a little bit easier, much more forgiving than the original Nintendo game. And the main reason I kind of went back to that one was because of playing Kid Icarus Uprising. So I kind of was like, well, I want to get this little collection going here with this game series. So, 
Well, full disclosure, I have played neither of the original Kid Icarus games, although from what I hear, the original on NES is very hard, and the one on Game Boy people really enjoy, so I don't know what to make of the franchise. I guess it's hard, but people like it. I guess so. It's I don't even know if people really like the NES one. I probably get some you know, uh, feedback for this, but... I never hear people really praise Kid Icarus for the NES. It's kind of just like everyone's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, a Nintendo classic. But I never hear it. anyone ever state it's like their favorite games. I, I just I see it as maybe a classic because you see it as a staple. And um, I don't know. It's I just never hear anyone praise it. You hear your Metroids, your Zeldas, your Marios. You never really hear anyone bring up Kid Icarus for their favorite Nintendo game. Yeah, it's kind of the unsung Nintendo franchise. I mean, Pitt's in Smash Brothers, which, you know, is really a collection of all the the who's who of Nintendo mascots and and characters. So it's got to stand for something. But you're right. Nobody ever talks about Kid Icarus. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, I've I've never played it. You know, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, Nobody ever talks about Ice Climbers either. I think that's another like Nintendo game mm-hmm. you know nes game that no one ever talks about a little shunned a little like is shunned. there is there love for ice climbers anybody out there you guys like ice climbers has anyone ever have you played ice climbers of course yeah oh, have you? Do you uh, like ice climbers uh it's more i see arcadey it's definitely also fall, probably falls in that same category where i i don't think people really praise it or love it i i've played it do i love it no <laughs> but i've played it so right well, the game that we played this month, Kid Icarus Uprising, definitely has a love-it-or-hate-it relationship with fans. It's a very divisive game, uh, very controversial, which we'll get to. Um, and that's kind of the reason I wanted to play it, you know? I, I don't always want to go with the, the crowd favorites, if you will. Sometimes I want to pick something that maybe you haven't played a lot of. In this case, the Kid Icarus franchise. You don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So to be honest, I didn't expect a whole lot of people to play this month. Um, And maybe for you out there listening, this might be a window into Kid Icarus Uprising. And whether or not, you know, you've been on the fence about playing it, maybe we'll tip you in one direction or the other. I don't know. But you know, it doesn't always have to be a, hey, we all played this game, we love it, now let's talk about it. Sometimes it can be, you know, a, a portal of discovery. And that's uh, that's what I'm going to say that this month is, mainly because we did not get a lot of interaction on Twitter <laughs> or the forums. <laughs> and so I read between the lines and I took a hint, but that's perfectly fine. And I'm excited to talk about this game. Are you excited to talk about this game, Ryan? I am very excited to talk about this game. Well, let's get into it. Tell me, chat me up, what did you think of Kid Icarus Uprising? So I'll state this right now. This is the second time I've played the game. Uh, and I will state this is probably my favorite game on the 3DS. Um, I I really love the some of the elements in this game. I, I, I completely see some of the downfalls. Uh, and I acknowledge them. But there's things in this game I absolutely love. And I, I don't think I see it, see things I love in any other game on the 3DS. Um, I, I guess I should state I love the on-rail levels. The very much every level starts off with you having the Star Fox-esque uh, level where you're pit and you're flying around shooting up the the characters or the the villains from Hades and 
and whatnot. And eventually it takes to, after that first half of levels to complete it, you go to a ground level. And after that's completed, you go to a boss level. Uh, and you do this about 25 times. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I ultimately love the Unreal levels. It's to me like probably the second best Star Fox type game like this with the Unreal's. Better than the Super Nintendo version of Star Fox. Probably better than some of the GameCube versions, too. Um, I, I just think it's fantastic. I I wish the whole game would have been like that. I think it would have a bigger fan base probably now, too, if they stuck with it. Because it, it just plays, it plays very well with the 3DS. You don't have to worry about the cameras making it 3D. And I think just with the camera on behind Pitt's back, you know, it just works well. Um and I also love the voice acting. The voice acting is like the best probably out of any Nintendo game I can think of. Granted, Nintendo games themselves don't have too much voice acting in it, but the cast they, they have for this game is phenomenal. And I love it. I eat it up and and made me, I think, what really inspired me to actually dive into this game was Smash Brothers because you see the characters like Pit, Dark Pit, and Palutena in Smash Brothers. And I was kind of was interested about them and then... I mean, you see this game on the shelf, and I don't know. It's just kind of one of the things where I wanted to go back, and I ended up falling, falling in love with. So, great, yeah. Two things I want to go back to. One, <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. I had no idea that Palutena was from the Kid Icarus franchise. I thought she was like from Fire Emblem or something. <laughs> you know, she's kind of oh. a, a human-like character. Looks, uh, you know, I, I don't know, the Fire Emblem-ish. I had no yeah, idea. The- that slight anime kind of style, not so much anime, but that slight anime style art. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think what you're talking about. I remember with the reveal for her for Smash Brothers when she was revealed as a character, there was kind of like an anime uh, Fire Emblem esque trailer for her, and I completely see the the I guess your resemblance for it. So yeah, well, I was very happy to finally connect those dots and i agree with you on the voice acting this game has some of the best voice acting ever i'm in total agreement and i love like we said each stage or level is broken into three separate parts the rail the ground and the boss and throughout this whole level you're having pit talking with palatina and just the the amount of dialogue in this game is crazy you almost never hear this much dialogue back and forth which is really fun and kind of a change of pace and the second thing i wanted to bring up little fun fact i actually worked with the kid that was the voice of pit in a dr pepper radio commercial promoting the very first avengers movie is this available for me to see on youtube by chance well it was a radio so it was it was Uh, audio i I don't know it might be out there um i remember what did i i can't remember what the kid did but I, I said something like, hey, look, it's Captain America. It was, it was something <laughs> like that. Like, that's all I said in the Dr. Pepper spot. But, um, you know, I'm in there. We were recording with uh, me and a few other actors. And I'm talking with this one kid. And, uh, you know, he said he was a voice actor. And I was like, oh, what else have you done? He's like, oh, I just did this game uh, called Kid Icarus Uprising. And I'm Pit. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, like is Pitt one of like the the bosses or the one of the side characters? He's like, no, he's like the main character. I was like, oh well, congratulations, that's even better. Good for you. Uh, 
but yeah, it was a, that's just a little fun fun factoid. My small connection to that uh, franchise of that. So not to derail it here, but did then like did they supplement then Chris Evans' voice in like when you said "Hey, Captain America"? Did he's like he just wasn't there in the studio and he's just like "Hello" or something and then walk away or something? Then from what get I your Doctor really- Pepper. Yeah, yeah for, from what I understand, it was like a bunch of people kind of on the street, like talking about what they're seeing. You know, it's radio, so you can't, there's no, no visuals. So you're like, hey, there's the Hulk. Oh my gosh, here goes Captain America. Oh, I'm really thirsty after this alien invasion. Well, I'm like, bust open a nice, cool Dr. Pepper. <sighs> Dr. Pepper. You know, something like that. It was really silly. Um, but anyway, sorry. Back Don't to the play. game. Little little side note. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, I feel we should talk about the biggest controversy of this game, or the biggest um, point of contention uh, with most players, and that is the controls. So, Nintendo, they always got to have their gimmicks, right? And some of them are huge successes, a la the Wii, and some of them are massive failures, a la the Virtual Boy. Well, this came out on the 3DS, and the DS and the 3DS were both huge successes. Um, but I don't believe it was in part uh, to their stylus controls. I think they put out a lot of great games. Um, Nintendo, though, the first-party games, they always tried to weave in their stylus controls. You know, They did it with Zelda. They did it with Star Fox. Uh, they did it with Metroid. And here they did it with Kid Icarus. Now... If you've played a first-person shooter game uh, on the DS or the 3DS and you use the stylus, it's difficult. It's very hard. And I think Nintendo realized this when they were developing the game. And so what did they do to kind of compromise? Because they couldn't get rid of those stylus controls. Can't do that. That's that's our gimmick. We got to roll with it and show everyone how it's done. Well, they came up with this stand that you would get with the game when you bought it. It's a little black plastic stand that hoists your 3DS up about three inches off the table so you can have a better grip of it with your left hand um, and then play with the the stylus with your right hand. And so that's how they kind of uh, tried to make it more appealing. And I will say, I really... do Do you have the stand? I do. Okay. I really appreciate the stand. I think it makes controlling the game a thousand times better. Would you agree? I mine is mine is still baked, so I've never used it. I I have a physical copy. I bought it new, and I have never taken it out of the bag that came with the box. And then there's cue card. What are those cards called? But they they came with those comes comes with some cards that um, a few showed against the camera the characters pop through 3d i believe is what it is or you can see them 3d so i i have the package i just never have used it uh i don't i don't know if it'll work with the i have um the extra large new 3ds so i don't know if it'll fit that size it can will you, it, it, it will because it's basically okay. it's it's just got a little flap uh you know like a music stand yeah it's got like a flap like that, like a music stand. So it doesn't matter what size your 3DS is, big, small, they all fit. You just rest sure. it against there. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you got this stand. And then, uh, like Ryan said, you got the, the stylus controls for the rail shooting and then even the ground level. Now, it works really well with the rail shooting. 
Um, you can pinpoint. It, it's a little difficult because you're you're maneuvering pit around with the thumb stick, and you're aiming mm-hmm. with the stylus. So it does take a little bit of a you know tapping your head and rubbing your belly sort of. You got you got to kind of learn it. Um, yep. But once you fall into a mm-hmm. rhythm, it it becomes secondhand nature. But initially, mm-hmm. you might take a lot of hits because you're forgetting to move pit around while you're aiming. That does happen to me, uh, where you occasionally, oh, that's right, because you'll run into a wall or something right. like that while you're flying around, and you just you forget because you get too comfortable with the uh, with the stylus. That that's something that doesn't happen with Star Fox, which relies on one analog stick, right. which kind which kind of makes me think that. You know, you didn't need this, but you're right. They need they need to incorporate their their gimmick into the game. So, yeah. you know, how do we incorporate the gimmick? We'll use the stylus this way. So, and I think where the game suffers the most is probably in the second portion of each stage, which is the ground levels. This Absolutely. is where the stylus controls kind of get a little ridiculous, and you're like, why why did they make this decision? This was c- kind of silly because you you move forward and backward with the with the thumbstick, but you turn. And aim still to attack with the stylus, and that it, you never—I I never felt like I got used to it. You nope. always forget turning, and it's—it's it's kind of cumbersome and a nuisance because you're swiping at the screen and you're not turning enough, or you overturn, and it's—you're running off of platforms. It's—it's it's kind of annoying. And then to run, you—you you just kind of jerk the thumbstick forward. So I'm constantly running forward when I don't mean to run, when I just kind of mean to creep forward. So I, I wasn't a big fan of that. And I, and I kept thinking the whole game, could they have gotten around the stylus control? And the answer I came up with is yes, absolutely friggin' yes. Why did yep. they stick with this dumb gimmick? Star Fox 64 3D works perfectly with just mm-hmm. the thumbstick, which you could have done in the rail shooter sections. And then uh, on the ground... I feel like you could have moved around and done kind of like a, a Link or a Zelda lock-on, like a Z lock-on system when you're attacking enemies, and I think it would have worked yep. fine. But Nintendo had to go with their stupid stylus gimmick. Mm-hmm. So I... Look, at the end of the day, I think what's good about the game outweighs the dumb controls that they came up with because it really is... Everything else about the game is freaking fantastic. We've already mentioned the voice acting. Uh, it's very colorful and bright. Works well with the 3D if you're into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is fantastic. It's very orchestral and sweeping and grand, which I love. Um, and the characters all, the, the bosses, great, great, mm-hmm. big, giant, creative-looking designs. I really got into that. Um, but I will say, when I first started playing the game, and I, and I want to get into this, it, it feels a little overwhelming. You're dealing with the controls, and there's a lot. You find out after like the introductory level, there's a lot to do after each level. You collect gear and money and hearts, and you can combine your weapons to create other weapons. You can go to the store. You can sell stuff. There's, there's so much depth in the customization of this game that I didn't even know where to begin. Did you, did you have a similar issue? Yeah. Uh, I forgot even on the second playthrough about that stuff. I, I namely stuck with, I think a gun gun blade that I, um, acquired the first time playing through. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was 
a lot of the like you, you gotta find something you're more comfortable with and that one's got a heavy fire rate and i i just want to constantly be firing i don't want slow powers coming out i i just want to just be shooting non-stop i don't want to slow down slow down the game at all um i i barely touched going to the area customized because i found something i was happy with and everything else is just like this isn't for me this isn't working with the style of game this this one thing is the only thing that's working for me um so i barely touched it uh and i i guess i want to i wanted to point out too with some of this you know gameplay and the addition of the the analog not the analog stick the um what, what's it called stylus? sorry the, it's the stylus thank you um one thing i noticed about the stylus of that gameplay it makes i don't know if they were trying to purposely do this because the first kid icarus game is incredibly hard that with that style of gameplay it makes the game incredibly difficult especially with uh the ground levels i i don't know how hard of a difficulty you went up on the chart because you can go up to like a level nine i i normally stick with like two uh now on this playthrough i was doing on level three for most of it but man is it brutal it is absolutely brutal because of the gameplay absolutely. just the difficulty on those ground levels you're just gonna get owned just gonna get absolutely owned and i know there's if you're looking to i don't know if it's in the manual the manual or uh the um there are like little like tricks you can do like you can do a a lunge forward shot and like a dodge here and a dodge there shot and i'm like how I'm lucky to survive to a level let alone exactly. do any special moves with the stylus mm-hmm. right. so i don't know what kind of you know masochist can get off on playing this game with all these different routines i i, I just stick with what works and I'll, I'll play on a much lower level before i doing anything crazy here so yeah and for you completionists out there uh there is so much to do. You know, you're talking about the weapons, and I guess I should mention it's not. You don't just have a, a bow and arrow like you see Pit with. You can do melee weapons. You can do guns. You can do magic attacks. And you you you, it's a risk versus reward type system. Like you said, you can have the heavy fire, but maybe it does less damage. You can have a slower firing, but it does more damage. Uh, you can choose melee weapons, but it's you don't get to just take it all with you. You gotta choose one thing to stick with. And I always have a hard time choosing stuff like that. And especially with the combining weapons, um, because I, I often find I'll, I'll get rid of two weapons and then that next level, I'll find the weapon that I combined to make. And I'm like, well, I could have just saved those. Now I have this. And then with the intensity meter on, so this is just another level of customization. You can choose at what difficulty for each level you want to play and you'll get rewarded more if you do a harder intensity, I would always go with the kind of recommended intensity, you know? Mm-hmm. So as you progress through the game, it would kind of get higher and higher. And I would always see like, well, this is, I guess what you would consider normal mode. So I'll try and, and do that. But yeah, it was sometimes you'd have to drag the intensity down. Cause it was just, it was just tough. But of course, if you want to get everything mm-hmm. in the game, you're going to have to play at like this insanely high intensity level. Um, but all that being said, I love how much stuff they added in this game. Like, like I said, it was overwhelming. But once you kind of get the hang of everything, it feels like, wow, they really jam-packed this game full of little goodies and secrets and things to do. Um, for instance, you know, the, the ground levels. 
there's secrets. There's secret treasures you can find in, in, in yeah. branching paths in each level. And I kind of got into taking my time and, and searching for them. You know, I wasn't just trying to blast through every level. I was taking my time to, to search for stuff. Did you did you try and search for the secrets? And I, I found some, but the thing is, I, I would stumble upon those doors that have a number. And I imagine, does that have to do with, like, you have to be on this level of game to open that doorway? I a bunch of those doorways in this sure. game, yeah. and I just couldn't open them. I, I didn't know what, you know, and I imagine I could have Googled to find out what this was. But I, I just honestly, at that point in time, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going on the story. Sorry. You should have been more obvious here, Mr. Door. Uh, I'm going to keep going forward here. So, Yeah. So I was not able to complete this game yet. However, I am going to keep playing it because I want to knock off my letter K for the CCABC, which you should go check out on the forums if you get a chance. It's the Cartridge Club uh, Alphabet Backlog Challenge, which I believe is kind of the most popular of the forum games. It's been going, Mm -hmm. I think it's on its third year now, right? Or is it its fourth? Yep. Third? This is third. 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 Really fun. People get into it. You're playing it even if you don't think you are. It's that sort of thing. Um, But the K letter is very hard to cross off usually. So I'm definitely going to beat this game to get my K. Uh, But you you beat the game, correct? I saw on Twitter you had the the hashtag just beat it. So you can get your polykill shout out. Yep, I... uh... I beat it. I beat it just before recording here today. Um, you know, the one thing is, you know, great about portables. I can take this game to work with me and, you know, play it on my lunch break and beat a level or two. So that really makes makes, you know, the gameplay, you know, pretty, pretty. You, you don't have to wait, I guess, so long to, to come back to this game. I can just always like sneak in a level. Levels take about 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes to beat. So I can sneak in a level or two on a lunch break. So um, how long did it take you to beat the game? Would you say? Because you're right, the levels are long in this. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's no walk in the park. You got to sit down and be committed to beating a level in this. I'll, I'll, I'll say about fifteen hours max. I want to say it's about a fifteen hour game. That's crazy oh. for a portable game. Yeah, that's no, really, and, really long. And there was more for me to do, and there still is more for me to do in the game. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's a product because, um, I. I'm going to butcher his name, but I'll say his joke name, uh, mashed potato soccer guy. Uh, <laughs> he's the guy who um, was basically in charge of Smash Brothers for, for Nintendo. He's the one who was the dev- uh, director for this game. Hmm. So you see a lot of the same things you see in Smash Brothers in this game, like the level intensity meter. That is definitely something that's in Smash Brothers. The portrait for... Uh, You'll, you, there's like three portraits in this game on the bottom of the screen once you complete a level. And there's objectives like beat this level in 15 minutes or under 15 minutes and you'll unlock this little picture block. That is definitely something that's in Smash Brothers where they give you little challenges per level and there's more you know rewards for doing so. So there's much like Smash Brothers, there's a lot of the same exact traits in this game. You, and you completely see it if you play Smash Brothers in this game too, so... Well, before we wrap up our discussion on the game and get to our three questions of Doom, I want to ask you, you mentioned earlier this was your favorite game on the 3DS, and I would like you to sum up why that is, because that is a bold, bold statement. It, 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 to me, it feels like something... Now, 
granted the the gripes here for, screw you know put the gripes aside of the game it feels like a bigger game than it should be on the 3ds um by that there's there's like levels in the game uh, in, in this game and um I, i'm forgetting the, the name of the god who's the god of the um the fire the earth world um uh there's a when she drops the bomb on the humans uh mm. there's a there's that there's a a battle scene of your of your you know between like what well, i guess i'm assuming thousands and thousands of humans are fighting and you just see it you come flying in with the, in the 3d and it's to me it's like graphically impressive and i like i said i love the gameplay in the sky levels you know where you're flying and the voice acting it, it to me it's just I don't get any other experience on the 3DS quite like this game. It feels like it should almost be a console level or yeah, a console game. And man, this game could really benefit from having like another port, like a switch port of this game. I, I think if, they, if we got like a switch port, this game would probably have more love where you can correct some of the mistakes a little bit, like not having a lock on. Um, Cause it, to me, this game just feels really hefty for a 3DS and, 3ds game it i i honestly have not played anything else on the 3ds that's quite like them in my opinion on this level of of depth and i don't know just it just it's like a total package game like i said putting the putting the gripes of the controls aside nothing is is like this game on the 3ds in my opinion i i agree from what i've seen what i've played i would I would love to see another sequel. I don't think we need a port. I would love to see a sequel to this game on the Switch. Uh, and if they, and th now we're just, now I'm just, you know, um, <laughs> wishful thinking. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, that it would just be a rail shooter game. Because I think oh, yeah. if they're not going to give us another Star Fox game for a decade or whatever, just give us a rail shooter game in the form of Kid Icarus. Because that's where sure. the game truly excels. There's there's one level, one level, one level in this game that is just all rail shooters, and it's the best level in the game. And you play as Dark Pit in it too. So, uh, and to me, because they they straight up tell you this, they tell you right at the beginning that this level will just be nothing but flying. So just enjoy. So it's like the it, like, and it's it it just really shines that you know it's uh it's so good. It's there there is there even is kind of like a Star Fox um super nintendo level in this game too where if it's very polygony if you will where it's very i don't know where i i don't know if they make reference to that they definitely make some references to metroid in this game and they kind of say like shh we're not in that same universe you know when they when they show the the metroids in this game uh and pit talks to palatina so it's i i like the self-awareness of it but like you're you're 100 right it's if you just give me 25 levels like this all on rail and you, you can even you can even change a couple of things too, like like how Star Fox has mechanics where you can reflect like by you know doing a a barrel roll or something like that. You know, give me a little bit more mechanics in the air to do stuff like that, so I can get creative in the air. I agree. Well, I think when it comes to love it or hate it, I would say we fall into the love it category. And with that, I think it's time we get to our three questions of doom. Ryan, are you ready? Shoot. All right. Number one, is this a good portable game? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. 
it's a it's an okay portable game. It's an okay portable game. Well, I'm gonna say it's not a good portable game sure. because man, those controls mm-hmm. really suffer. Really mm-hmm. suffer. But that doesn't mean it's not a good game, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, question number two: Should this game belong in your collection? Yes, absolutely. I agree. This is one of those unsung first-party Nintendo titles that doesn't get enough love. And it is just bursting with creativity. And you need to check it out. Absolutely. So with that, Mm -hmm. the final question, Ryan, out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? A four out of five, I would say. Uh, and it, it, it I, as much as I would love to give this game a five out of five because I say it is my favorite game on the 3DS, I, I it just it, it has its imperfections and it shows. So with that being said, I'll I'll say a very strong four out of five. Right there with you. I went into this thinking I was going to be giving it a two based on what I had heard, and then I played it. I fell in love with it, and I'm gonna do a little multiplication. And times it by two and give it a four as well. Boom. So there you go. A couple of fours across the board. There you go. But it doesn't matter what we think, Ryan. It matters what you guys out there in Cartridge Club world think. And I asked for your two-word reviews. And I even opened it up a little bit. I said thoughts, concerns, reviews, whatever you want to throw at me on Twitter. If you can sum it up in two words, I'll read it on the show. And once you know it, we only got one. <laughs> Who, who's it from who's it from by the way well it's from perhaps the grumpiest man on twitter and that oh. is the one and only buried on mars and i'll tell you if we were only going to get one two-word review i want it to be from buried on mars right he's pretty good at it right he's very good at it i, I don't know if he went to two-word review school or what but he's on the honor roll so buried on mars thank you for chiming in what did he say he said convoluted controls. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong at all. And I think that sums up the entire discussion we just had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Buried on Mars. I don't know if you've even played it or you're just going off what you heard, but you are correct, sir. So before we finish up with Kid Icarus Uprising, I also always like to leave you guys with something else. If you liked this game and you want to keep going, maybe try something with a similar flavor, uh, I'll give that game to you right now. And the one I'm going to go with, and this is a little bit crazy, but like I said, go with me on this one. I'm going to recommend Metroid Prime Hunters for the Nintendo DS. Now, I played this game way back when it came out in the, what was it, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. And... It's got a similar control scheme. You're using the stylus to control Samus. And it plays a lot like Metroid Prime, if you've ever played that. But I, I found what I had to do was constantly hang the DS off of like the end of a table so that I could get my hand underneath it to control, with, control the thumbstick and the trigger button and then use the stylus. And I found that was the most comfortable way to play the game. Of course, that's like a ridiculous way. No one should ever have to play a game like that. But then Kid Icarus Uprising came out and gave you this lovely plastic stand that makes playing Metroid Prime Hunters perfect. So, this does come with a caveat. If you want to play Metroid Prime Hunters, which I recommend because it's a great game, play it with that stand that comes with Kid Icarus Uprising. You will not be disappointed. 
Have you played Metroid Prime Hunters, Ryan? No, it really is because I never had a DS. I never had a DS until the 3DS came out, and I didn't even buy that really until like the improved 3DS came out. So I'm a little late to the DS game, and I'm I'm kind of catching up at the moment. Well, it's a really fantastic game. I've actually never even played any of the the console versions of Metroid Prime, but I have played sure. Metroid Prime Hunters, and it's amazing. Actually, it was one of the first games that I remember playing local Wi-Fi like multiplayer on where I, I can't remember if it's a game where only one person needs to have a cart or if you all need to have a cart. But nonetheless, I played with like sure. two or four friends. You do an arena, you know, you're, you're killing each other. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you liked Kid Icarus Uprising, you might also like Metroid Prime Hunters for the Nintendo DS. And that's it for Kid Icarus Uprising. Bim, bam, boom. We Yay. are done. Ryan, do you want to hear what's coming up in CC Portable? We're, we're going to get all the way to the end of Season 2 right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Hit me, hit me with what's coming up here. Oh, yeah. So the next three months, the next month, I'm excited. This may be my favorite month of CC Portable. No offense, Ryan. <laughs> but oh, I love sorry. March because of what we did last year, and we're doing it again. And that is March Madness 2019, where you guys vote on one system – not a game, one system, and you can play any game you want for that system. And this year, you guys chose the Game Boy Advance. Now, I did add a little caveat to this as well. You can only play a game that was actually developed for the Game Boy Advance. So no cheating this year with Game Boy or Game Boy Color. It's got to be a Game Boy Advance game. Um, but I, I don't think that's... Uh, a hard rule to follow. There is an amazing library for the Game Boy Advance. I just want to hear what you guys love for the Game Boy Advance. Are you going to be playing along, Ryan? I'm going to try. Well, uh, I certainly we a, hope we have so. A very, we have a very short game next month, so maybe we can sneak a sneak a, a Game Boy Advance game in there for it. So. Well, then that's kismet right there because March Madness lives and dies on audience participation. You guys hit me up on Twitter on the forums, wherever you can find me. Tell me what game you love on the Game Boy Advance, and we're going to read it on the show. Think of it as kind of a clip show. You know, last year we had a bunch of people chiming in. We were playing the DS or the 3DS, and we had a ton of people chime in with what game they played or games they love, and we just kind of go through them all and, and chat a little bit about each game. So you, you get like a bunch of games in one episode. I love that. Uh, so that's what's coming up in March. And then in April, as I mentioned last month, to coincide with the release of Avengers Endgame, we're going to be playing Thor, the God of Thunder, for the Nintendo DS. A great beat-em-up game, from what I hear. I've never played it. Have you, Ryan? I have not. It has been, it's been on my to-find at a convention list for over a year now. And it's not expensive. Last time I checked, I think you could still find it on Amazon for like 15 bucks. But anytime I try to find it at a, a used game store or a convention, I'm just not seeing it. So it's kind of a, I, it's, it's been, I've heard nothing but great things about that game. So me too. I picked it up uh, maybe a little over a year ago or so, and I've been looking for a chance to play it. So why not uh, celebrate the big conclusion of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe that they've been building to by playing this? I think that's a good way to do it. And then the big reveal for May. You excited for this one? I mentioned last month, I teased it 
that I wanted to play a run and gun game. And you know what? I decided that's what we're going to do in May. We're going to play a run and gun game. What run and gun game do you think we might be playing, Ryan? Uh, Gunstar Heroes, Super Gunstar Heroes. <laughs> a fantastic run and gun game, but that is not the game we'll be playing in May. <sighs> no, we're going to go for a deep cut here. Something you guys may not have known was a great game or even a run and gun game, but it turns out it's both of those. And that is Lilo and Stitch. For the Game oh, okay. Boy Advance. Fantastic. I have you like, that game. You like Metal Slug? Well, you're going to love this game. It is no walk in the park. It is a fun little run and gun game. And you can get it, I'm not kidding, for like five bucks. It is not a hard game to find. Go seek it out and play along with us in May. You're going to love it. Lilo and Stitch. You said you had that game, Ryan? I have. I found it, I found it for even cheaper than five bucks. I found it for like $2, so... Oh, check I, them check them loose Game Boy Advance spins because, believe me, you'll find it in there. I always see that game in there. Both of them, Lilo Stitch 1 and 2. Yes, and just to, to clarify, we will be playing the first one, which uh, is is supposedly the, the more difficult one, which I thought would be fun to play. But, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you if you found it for 2 bucks, that's what I'm saying. This game is not hard to find. You know, I may have put up some harder ones to find lately, like Thor, but Lilo and Stitch you see everywhere. So if you're looking for a game to jump in for cheap to play, Lilo and Stitch in May. And that's going to round out Season 2 of the CC Portable. Can you believe it? We're already two years in. Damn, time flies, man. I know. And I'll give you, I'm going to leave you with this. I'll I'll tease a little bit of what's coming up after that. So uh, starting in June will be Season 3 of CC Portable, and we are going to kick off the summer of platformers. So June, July, and August will all be some amazing platformers for portable handheld gaming systems. So that's a little tease for what's coming up in Season 3. Nice. And with that, we are at the end of the show, which means it's time for the plugs. Like I said, check us out at the forums at cartridgeclub.org. And please share your experiences alongside us. Again, for March Madness, next month, hit the forums. Tell me about your favorite Game Boy Advance game, and it will be read on the show. I have two... Oh, that's a little, little, little surprise. Edit. You want to edit that one? Say it. I, got, I got two guests next month. We're, we're, we're going for broke next month. I don't just have one guest. For the first time ever on CC Portable, we're going to have two guests talking about the Game Boy Advance. Well, I hope that happens now because I, I they're pretty much confirmed, but I, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have two guests next month on CC Portable. Um, but if you don't want to hit the forums, you can always hit me up on Twitter at CC Portable Unite. Uh, and you don't have to just talk about March Madness. You can tell me what games you'd like to play in the future or if you want to be a special guest like my good friend Ryan here. And speaking of you, Ryan, where can we find you? Not that you're hard to find. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce. Um, also on Instagram with the same handle, it's Rocket Sauce. I usually post like my little pickups, what I get for if I find stuff at conventions or find stuff while out hunting for for stuff. Uh, I also am one of the co-hosts for Cartridge Club Prime, and very much like this show, you know, I'm you know we play one game a month, and it's usually a console game. This month for February, we played Catherine, and uh, like I said earlier, we record that one very soon, so. 
sure to download the show and give it a listen. And you can also leave your comments for the show on the forums. And, uh, yeah, also interact with, with us on the uh, Cartridge Club Twitter handle. We we usually kind of put out questions. We also want people participating. So leave us your thoughts on the game you're playing. And, yeah, I'm generally there too. So um, that's where you can find me. Can, can we talk about what's coming up for CC Prime while you're here? Uh, what's, yes. What's been announced? So for next month, which is March, we are playing What Remains of Edith Finch. And we are following that up. Um, well, that game's also that game's on the PS4, PC. I'm not 100% on Xbox. It might be digital only. Um, so uh, it's a very short game, but um, we it's it's a game that we've we've heard nothing but good things about, and I, you know I, I really want to give it a, you know a playthrough. Um, following that up with April, we have Zelda 2 for the NES, kind of a controversial. Zelda, where people either seem to love it or hate it. Um, I'll save my thoughts for that month. Uh, since, for then, uh, since uh, I won't be on that podcast, can I tell you my thoughts? Absolutely. I love that game. Underrated. Yeah. Absolutely. Love, people either love it or hate it, and we found someone who loves it here. So I, Dude, uh, it's so fun. It's very difficult, but I love it. Yeah, I, I definitely fall into the love it category. Check it out if you get a chance. Underrated. Nobody ever talks about it. So let's just, I guess, stop right there for, for now um, with the with with that talk. It's just, it's just I don't want to mess up the rest of the months, and those are only two I know coming up directly, okay. the months that line up. I, I just don't want to butcher the, the other following two months because well, I want to be sure they were Leave it as a surprise. Before, so. We got some good stuff coming up. Sure. Well, they're announced. They're announced. I just I just don't remember exactly oh, don't what remember. game was with the exact month. <laughs> You're just, so. You don't remember. Okay. I, I, I'm a month-by-month basis here, so. Fair enough. Well, that's a lot of games for all you guys out there. Uh, Take your pick. Play them all. Play one. Play none. Just go out there and be good people to one another. That's all I really want at the end of the day. And with that, Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Glad to have you. Uh, you Curtis, thanks for having me once again here. You're my Wisconsin brother. That's right. We love cheese and beer and brats, right? Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Alrighty, man. Well, uh, you want to hit me with those words? CC Unite? You got it. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next month for March Madness. Turtle. 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 Turtle.